Hello and welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from Beyond. Founded by revenue management veterans from the airline and hospitality industries, Beyond is the leading revenue management software for vacation rental owners and managers. Listen in for the mid-episode break where you can find out how Beyond can help you and your vacation rental business. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello, and today we are talking about marketing. We're talking about a reboot of our marketing strategy and the things we do. So it's a pretty much an overview of where we are with our marketing at the moment, what we should be doing, and some really good tips to get you rebooted. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and boy, am I ever excited to be back in my studio at home. I've been back a couple of weeks now, but this is the first recording I'm doing in my studio and it's absolutely wonderful. I've got my lighting and I've got the sound really geared up to be, hopefully, pretty much spot on. I think while I was away down south, uh, you know, in my portable studio, I did a good job, but it's not quite the same as, as sitting and having my full studio set up, which is really, really quite exciting. So, so thank you, thank you for joining me. And today we're talking about marketing. And my guest is Jodie Bourne. Jodie is getting very, very well known in the business as being an extraordinary marketer. She has such a strong background in marketing and tourism, sort of mixing the marketing and tourism before she got into the vacation rental business. And I admire Jodie so much that she and I are partnering on a project that I'm going to tell you about when we get to the end of this episode. Um, we're going to have a little chat about it. We're going to do some teasers and hopefully get you excited about what's coming with this partnership with myself and Jodie Bourne. So without further ado, let's just move straight on over and get going on our marketing reboot. Well, I'm so excited to have with me today, my friend and my business partner now in hey. training, Jodie Bourne. Hi, Jodie. How are you doing? Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm Good as always. Absolutely excellent. Yes, it is. It's great, great actually to be back in Ontario. There's no snow in my yard and I would say the sun's shining, but it's not, but it is going to shine this week and we're going to get up into the oh, 70s. Oh, that's what's happening here in Texas. It's going to be 74 today. So it's and rainy or not rainy, but cloudy. So we've got the same weather, but that doesn't happen often. Well, you know, as we get into the summer, you know, it really, you know, the temperature will rise and rise. I mean, they're already talking about it being a little bit cool for this time of year as it's, you know, approaching 70. 
which is good. Wow. It is good for me. But yeah, I don't need it to get any warmer than this. <laughs> so as I told you, as we've been discussing, I have my new German shepherd who joined the family last week, arrived from Cairo uh, last a week ago, about 10 days ago, in fact. And, uh, and she's settling in really, really well. And I mentioned her because I'm going to talk a little bit of, because we're going to talk about marketing today. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a new pet owner and I've been all over the place looking for pet insurance, information on raw food diets. Uh, I've been on Amazon buying balls and lick pads, which is the new thing. <laughs> Oh, are they cool? <laughs> you know, this dog has a state-of-the-art everything. It's got a little tracker, tracking collar in case she disappears. Mm-hmm. But it's been absolutely amazing. Well, it's not amazing. It, you know, it's, it's what happens. I am awash now everywhere I go online with dog stuff, with pet stuff. With TikTok, oh, yeah. with TikTok videos of, of German shepherds, with YouTube videos, with adverts for absolutely everything dog related. So we're going to talk about marketing in general, and I'm going to f- feed in a little bit about, you know, how this pet stuff has just dom- is dominating my feeds everywhere. Just before we start, I just want to say to everybody that I'm going to break halfway through this discussion and bring you a question from our sponsor at uh, at Beyond. And Ryan is going to be talking today about how you set up a listing on Beyond and make it really effective. So so listen out for that. That'll come about halfway through this discussion as we hear from our sponsor Beyond. Okay, Jody, I've been talking a lot. How's how's things, <laughs> how's, how's things with you? Things with me are just fine. And um, I was going to say, you know, I get inundated with marketing um, for for pet stuff too, because of my sweet Jolene, (laughs) who should probably be best friends with your dog. They're the same age and they're both beautiful females. But uh, I was going to say that every single morning I have taught my Facebook to give me a, um, a dog video. So when I log into Facebook and go to the videos tab every day. I watch two or three dog videos of, you know, a dog with a baby or a dog doing something cute, looking out a window, whatever. And it's like the best pick me up. So you and I could talk for an entire episode. (laughs) Talk about our dogs. Yeah. Forget forget short-term rentals. We're just going to talk about our dogs. So everybody listening, just fast forward another two minutes. (laughs) We'll be on topic. But I am well, thank you. It's 88 here. Um, this uh, Today it's in the 70s. It was 88 and sunny on Sunday. So, you know, we're going back and forth with the weather. It's hot as hell. Oh, sorry. That's all right. You can say what you want. I have I have my editor man who will... <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Phil. Who will who will not take it out because uh, there are times when I really screw up and I might mm-hmm. I might let out the sort of expletive that you probably wouldn't expect from this British lady. And and he's threatened that if I don't listen back to these episodes after he's edited them, one day he's gonna leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> I know. I know. I um, yeah. Potty mouth. (laughs) Occasionally, very, very occasionally. And only when something really bad happens. 
So where are we? As I mentioned in the introduction, Jody and I are working together on a project. We're going to talk about a little bit more about it right at the end here because I want you to really listen through to this episode before we get to the end and share with you what we're working on uh, at this moment. Um, but I wanted to discuss marketing in general because I've learned so much. I've learned so much from you, Jody. Oh, yay. Oh, just, Thank you. And I know so many other people have, and I know that you work with small property owners, you work with independent uh, small property managers, and you work with independent owners. What common issues do they have with their overall marketing? You must, you must hear that. I mean, this is the reason they come to you because they want this help. Yes. You know what? It's the same with any small business, really. It's they are trying to do everything and they don't have time or they try something. They don't try it for very long and they give up. Um, they don't know. They hear, you know, so-and-so down the street is doing great on Instagram. So they hop on Instagram and they don't do as well as they thought they would. So they move back to TikTok or, you know, bright, shiny objects. You and I are both pretty guilty of bright, shiny object syndrome. <laughs> but so that's a, that's just such a thing is, is not sticking to something and then not having time to really develop a strategy around something. Um, and then my number one is, always they, they don't know who they're marketing to and if you don't know who you're marketing to you're not really marketing do you know i something just popped up in my in my facebook history the other day and it was the very first vacation rental success summit in toronto back in 2016 wow and it was it was a great picture of of all the speakers going out to to dinner the night before and but it just reminded me of one of the most popular sessions we had there was uh, it was Mike and Jason in fact you know my my son Mike and Jason our business partner and they did they they did a a marketing workshop and part of you know the major part of that was about the avatar you've got to know your customer now i mean to me as a property manager i have to know my customer and I know both customers, both my owners and my guests, and we may come back to owners, but today we're just going to concentrate on, on guests. So it is so important that you know your people. You've got to know where they shop. As you say, do they watch TikTok video? What's the point of doing TikTok videos if, you're, uh, if your guests aren't <laughs> watching right. them anyway? So, so, That's right. So how do you get your clients to, to start thinking about their people? Well, I have a guide. Um, I have it, um, it's, it's actually it's free on my website, but it's the starting point where I work with my whoever I start working with, and it is it's very detailed, which they have to be. A lot of people confuse niche with target audience, and it's kind of two separate things. And so we just really kind of sit down and develop this persona or personas because everybody's going to have more than one type of person that they're working with but we just develop that and then we develop so it's um it's called a features and benefits matrix is kind of how i what i call it where we look at that persona let's say the, per the person is you know a family 
a mom looking for a vacation for a family. And then we find the features and benefits of the property and the experience that really appeal directly to that person and figure those out. Sometimes the owners will figure out, you know, maybe they don't have as much as they thought that appeals to a particular person that they think that is their target market. So, um, so they had to reevaluate the entire, you know, not their entire business structure, but who are they marketing to, you know? Yeah, it, it, it is just so important. And, you know, I, I came to this probably about seven or eight years ago, which was probably about the time of that Vacation Rental Success Summit. And we really got into this whole idea of these sort of interchangeable avatar or persona. They both mean the same. You'll see them, see, see both terms being used. But I, I always remember when I came across to Canada in 2003 when we immigrated and we needed a cell phone plan and we'd always bought virgin cell phone plans back in England and so I went onto the virgin website and the the images on there were all it was all aimed at a young group you know it was it was people in in nightclubs you know hanging around beach bars that sort of thing it was so clearly targeted towards those groups. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't actually <laughs> didn't go with Virgin because they weren't targeting me, which is right. fine. So, so clearly, you know, I wasn't their target market. And I mentioned that because in the presentation that Mike and Jason did, they use all these images from these Virgin ads. And, and, and another way of looking at it, and I've used these images before, is you look at any car commercial. And you can very clearly see who their target market is, who their avatar is, who their persona is. And, you know, that there's the sporty little car. It's driving out of the city. It's got the, uh, it's got the surfboards on the top and the bicycles mm-hmm. on the back. Absolute clarity. The moms with the kids in the back. Yeah, or, or the, um, the, the, the suited executive Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. I would buy any car that he sold, but that's the exception. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> Wrong. I'm his target market. It doesn't matter what he's selling. Yeah. But yes, you're right. You're right. Exactly. It's, um, it's so important to imagery that you're using and the words that you're saying. Yeah. So when you're working with a client, you get them to really look at who the people are coming. And as you said, it's not, you'll have more than one. Yes. Oh yes. Definitely more than one. I also like to like to have them really look at who is their perfect person. Just, you know, who do they want to work with? Who do they want to create an experience for? Because a lot of times that'll make you happier in your business if you're working with people and helping people that you want to help. You know, so that that's also an important part of it, I think, too, that um, I, that's why I call it your perfect guest avatar. It's it's the guest that's perfect for your property, perfect for your destination and perfect for the experience that you provide them. I hadn't really thought about it that way. That's actually, you know, you define who you want mm-hmm. and then create the product that's going to fit that person who you want and then get it out there and uh, and and attract them. I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, and that's kind of like what's, you know, I work with a lot of specialists, I guess, now. The last couple of years, I've been working with like a lot of glamping places and luxury homes, and that's what they, they've created a space based on what they want, what they would want in a space that they were going to. So, but, you know, anybody can do that, even if you've had your vacation rental for, for 20 years, 
and reevaluate and start thinking of it in that regard. Yeah, I, I'm, and the business is changing, uh, and I keep seeing a, you know, there's a lot out there at the moment looking at data which may be indicating some trending downwards in the next couple of years, which is natural as we come out of out of COVID and mm-hmm. people are perhaps not wanting to, you know, travel by air so much. It's actually working really well on our, for our right. business. It's, it's working really the other way because the high cost of travel might means people are staying more at home. So if you're in a domestic market where your, where your guests are only coming a couple of hours, you're probably going to benefit far more than you're in if, if you're in a fly to market. But, uh, but that's probably another conversation. So once they've determined who their avatar is, where do they then start with, with a marketing strategy to actually attract this demographic, this, this group of people? Oh, so when you start with a strategy, I think the first thing you need to do besides get to know that person and and get to know your, you know, your USP, your unique selling, the things that make you different and better than your competition. I think the number one thing that you need to start looking at is what time commitment you have and start putting words together. If you're going to invest in marketing, I think this is the time to invest is in copywriting, writing your listing descriptions. People take that so for granted um, that a listing description is a listing description is a listing description, but it's it's so important. And you know, I know you have tons of episodes from tons of experts that talk about that, but it is so important to to come up with your words to creating your strategy and then figuring out what it is those people are looking for. So um, I use there's a couple of different tools. I use Answer the Public. And there's one called, oh gosh, also asked, a also asked, A-S-K-E-D. Um, and then even Pinterest, you can go to Pinterest and type in, you know, Florida Keys or Cottage Country and see the things that people are looking at, writing about, and creating that list of, of the topics that people want to know about. And then you can start marketing those topics anywhere, you know, once you've kind of figured out what people want to know about about and and hear from you, then it doesn't matter where you are exactly. If you're blogging on your website or if you're, you know, micro blogging on your Instagram account, Mm -hmm. does wherever you're creating and producing and and sharing the content, that content is there because you know your target market and what they're looking for. You made a a great point about, you talked about Pinterest. I've always been fascinated with Pinterest and and I know you have some really you know, good information on that. So that's probably a, a good point to say that um, over the next couple of months, Jody and I are going to be doing a, a, a regular spot on marketing. Um, so whereas we're talking about it in a generalized format today, we will be delivering some much more focused material. And and I know Pinterest is going to be one of them. So, you know, this this we will have um, a regular series coming up so definitely want to be talking about Pinterest. But what, what you've basically been saying is, you know, you're talking about content. We need to, they need to develop content. And we talk a lot, a lot about this. And you've just mentioned a couple of different types of, of content. You talk about blog, you know, a blog post and then micro blogging, which I'm just discovering. I'm just finding out as I'm crawling my way into Pinterest. <laughs> After uh, into Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. After all these years of trying, and and that was a bit of an aha moment, you know, when I realized because I've been blogging since two thousand and five, 
which is, oh my God, that's quite a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been struggling with Instagram for the last three years and now just had this aha moment where I've said, actually, it's no different. It's just micro blogging. It's doing exactly the same in short form. So those, those are a couple of pieces of content. Can you give me some examples of, of other different types that would come under this umbrella term content? Oh, gosh. Well, podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a podcast. Um, I've actually been doing some research on podcasts about destinations, and there are a bunch of them you know, where people just go out and talk about their town and their things to do and their hiking trails. And, you know, that's, that's so, it's so easy. And, you know, you can even do that on your phone. You can create a podcast and there's podcasting is free. I mean, it is a free, once you have the, you know, of course you can get much more advanced like you have with microphones, but you don't have to at all. And, and I think podcasts are a great thing to, to try. YouTube videos, also a great form of content, any kind of video that you can do, whether that's YouTube or Instagram videos or TikTok, if you have the right target market for TikTok. Gosh, let's see what else. There's the blogging. There's email marketing. Email can be if you're sending out a newsletter, that's a form of content marketing. So a lot of people who don't have content on their website they can still send out a regular email that's a monthly, you know, information, informative piece. So there's just so many ways of creating and sharing content um, now with technology. I mean, you could even be on Clubhouse, which Clubhouse is an app. It's a spoken word app of, you know, no video. It's just basically like a podcast, but it goes away. And I know that there's groups on, on Clubhouse that are all about destinations and travel. Interesting you should mention um, sort of destination podcast because there's something I was talking about maybe four or five years ago saying that the travel industry is really underserved in, uh-huh. the, in the podcasting space. And I think there is, I've, and I've always said, there is such a huge opportunity to create a destination podcast. You know, I thought about it for here in cottage country and, and I, I just, it was one day a year or so ago and I thought, well, I could start a podcast for Cottage Country. And I came up with a hundred ideas in about an hour of, yeah. of things that I could talk about. And it was, we, we've got a, um, um, a little group that rescues turtles. Mm-hmm. Rescues snapping turtles could talk to them. There's wildlife sanctuaries. There are people who rent boats, the ski schools, just, and that's just a tiny, a tiny selection of, of the things I thought about, you know, interviewing a realtor about buying a place, yeah. um, interviewing a local celebrity, maybe just mm-hmm. anybody. So many things. I know. And anybody can do this. Uh, I would love to, I would love to hear more about people who are starting podcasts on destinations, but anyway, you're absolutely right. That is content in itself. Mm-hmm. And the, like you said, the micro blogs on Instagram. So Instagram gives you the opportunity. They have little guides that you can create. They have all sorts of all sorts of things that they can that you can put on Instagram, video, images, everything that um, is content. It's all content. Facebook, the same thing. Facebook um, content is the same thing. You just don't get as wide a distribution as you do on, on Instagram. Um, now, if you're using Facebook groups, which is one of my my things that I say everybody should have their own Facebook group about their destination, 
or they should be very heavily prevalent in several. Facebook groups are a wealth of knowledge and leads. There is there is a brilliant Facebook group by and I oh gosh I can't remember who who runs it but it's it's a property owner in Sedona, Arizona, and she has this Facebook group which is just about the Sedona area and there's there's a lot of members of that group, so mm-hmm. she's she's not out there advertising constantly advertising saying come and come and stay at my place but every so often she'll make mention of it. But it is, yeah. you know, it's your own, it's your own group. I mean, yes. I, I know that I, I own a, I, I have a, a, a Facebook group that I run with, with two and a half, two, 2,600 members on there. We're going to talk a bit, little bit at the end of this uh, episode about what you and I are doing together. I'm going to be putting, we are going to be putting that out on our Facebook group, which is the business of short-term rental and property management. And I'll put a link at the end of the, uh, <laughs> on the show notes, of course. A bit of marketing out there for our group because yeah, you you've got a group you you can market that group, and that mm-hmm. brings in the people who are interested in your area because they'll come across it and they'll share it with their friends. And I I, I too am a great proponent of groups. Um, Sarah Sukal, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, uh, she she's a dog trainer. She has a her property in Maine, white dog. Oh, White Dog Properties, I think it's called. So she started a group on called Dogs Welcome, which is just for property owners who have pet-friendly properties and for guests out there looking for properties that they can take their pets to. And it's a brilliant marriage of yes. of the you know <laughs> the the provider and the, the 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 provider and the seeker, if you like. Right. And groups are, even if groups that you're not in, that you don't own are great. I have a, a client who I, I built on her website, Best New Orleans Vacation Rentals. She's very prolific on in Facebook groups about New Orleans. And there's one that she's in, uh, something about New Orleans food, which of course everybody wants New Orleans food. And I'm a member of that group but personally, because I also love New Orleans food. <laughs> and I see her posting and answering people's questions in that group all the time as just Best New Orleans vacation rentals, and she's answering these questions. Where can I go eat? Where can I, you know, buy, get the best this and that? And she's answering the questions. She's a local and she knows the answers. And I guarantee you that 10 times out of 20, they look at her Facebook page and see who she is. And, you know, she has 5,000 followers on her Facebook page. And that's because she is very prolific about answering group questions. So uh, it's just a great way to bring people what I, I call it, bringing them back into your fold. So you're going out and finding them and you're bringing them back into your fold because you're sharing your knowledge and expertise and content. Yeah, she is just such a, a great example. And really, it doesn't, you're, you're doing the stuff you love. Mm-hmm. You're talking exactly. about the stuff that fires you up, that motivates you, that you know, that that makes you go through your day. And what what better? Exactly. <laughs> what better ways of of you know marketing than just following your passion. Yeah, exactly. You're following your passion. 
Um, and, you know, and, and she's really good at it. I, I own a Facebook group about Wimberley, Texas, which is in the Hill Country. Not to get stuck on groups, but they're just so important. But this group, I think there's about 2,000 people in it. And it's only for people interested in visiting. This is a small Texas Hill Country town that's very popular shopping and different, you know, dining and swimming holes and all the things that you would find in the central Texas but every single week, I get three or four people in that group that ask where they can stay. Where can I come and bring my grandparents? Where can I come and bring a group of 20? Does anybody, can somebody recommend? I mean, every week, you know, and if this is your group, then, you know, have at it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a number of people in the group that are just, you know, owners of vacation rentals that answer those questions every day. Yes. I mean, groups, super, super important. Okay. So we've got a a lot of types of content here. So, you know, should you be out and posting on Facebook groups every day, making your videos for um, Instagram, writing your blog posts, writing your content for your website can be overwhelming. How, how, you know, where, where do you start with, well, I'm sure people say to you, where do I start? How do I, do I try and be everywhere? Or do I no. just choose one thing and concentrate on that until I'm competent at it? I, you have to choose one thing and get good at it. So I say you either get good at it or you give it six really good months. And if you're not seeing traction, and by seeing traction, that means seeing growth, seeing people go to your website from whatever you're using. If you're not seeing traction in six months, try something new, but make sure you're using it the right way. So I see a lot of times, well, I tried Instagram and that didn't work. And then I go and look and, you know, maybe they posted six pictures and they didn't use any hashtags and (laughs) I'm not naming names, (laughs) but seriously, I mean, you have to work it. You have to actually put in the effort of learning the tool. You know, there's millions and millions and millions of training. I mean, you can go on YouTube and find You know, I teach a number of people you can find help learning some of these tools and how to use them as for tourism marketing. But um, don't get over. But the thing is, is if you get overwhelmed and stop, then it's almost like starting all over again when you get back going. So just try to stay consistent, you know, a little bit at a time and learn the tool and try. But um, definitely you don't want you you don't want to try everything. There's too many. There's no way. Yeah. Now regurgitating content or creating a piece of content and then using that content for multiple different things, you can also do that. So, um, you know, that's, if you can get good at that, then, you know, that's really the, the, the main way you should be able to do that, but it, that takes time and it's a skill and it's, you know, creating content and then sharing that content. But for an example, Um, I have a a lady that's in one of my courses and she has a a blog and one of her blog posts is uh, something, some different hiking trails and things. She's a very good blogger, a very good writer. And so she creates, she's created one image and blurb about each hiking trail. And then she has those set up on autopilot to go out one every month on her Instagram. It's already set up in advance it all leads back to this one blog post. She's promoting it with a different photo or a little video or whatever, but it's the same blog post, the same, basically the same caption that she's written, 
you know, so she's just regurgitating that same exact thing over and over again, but that's content. So it's, you know, that's a smart way to do that. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I'm just going to take a second now to go on over to our sponsor Beyond. Ryan's going to answer a, a question I had on, you know, how do you get started with, uh, with Beyond? How do you set your listing up? So we'll go on over to that. When we come back, Jody. I want to talk about editorial calendars because, you know, what you're just talking about there about having one piece of content and spreading it out and repurposing it. I think you've got to have some way of, of scheduling and organizing that. So I want to discuss that. So we'll come back to that in just a moment. We're back with Ryan Saylor at Beyond to ask him yet another question. And, and this one we hear often, how do I set up my listings for success in Beyond? Yeah, with the initial setup, you want to make sure that you're going through. We have a couple onboarding and setup checklists right in our support documentation to make sure you're, you're checking all the boxes on getting everything up to speed. Really, I would also make sure if you have any good historical data that uh, that is also represented in your listing that's pulling into Beyond. Historical data is really important for benchmarking and things like that moving forward. So you want to make sure that you've got that ready to go and squared away directly and beyond or even elsewhere to make sure that you're ready to uh, to start pricing and start managing your listing. And then also make sure once you've got a new listing set up on beyond, be sure to be a little bit more hands-on with that property in those initial days and weeks that uh, we start pricing your listing. So you want to make sure you're getting familiar with the tool. If you're seeing bookings coming in, making sure that you know they're, they're aligned with your strategy and what you want to do with the property, make changes as needed, and also keep an eye on what's going on with the market. Once you've been on for a couple of days, couple of weeks, you'll get into a really good flow of managing your strategy and, and managing all of your listings on a regular basis. But for those first couple of days, make sure you're checking in, see what's going on, and there's plenty in the tool to dig into and, and really maximize the use of the tool. So make sure you've set aside time for those first couple of days to, to get familiar and learn a little bit more about beyond since that will ultimately define success moving forward with the tool. That's great, Ryan. Thank you. Okay. Back with Jody Bourne talking about marketing. What is an editorial calendar? Oh, well, so an editorial calendar is actually, you know, they, they, this is what they use for magazines, big magazines. You know, they, you can, you can look up Better Homes and Gardens and look in their editorial calendar and they can tell you what they're going to be writing about next February because they have it all mapped out. And so that's where the term actually started and comes from. But how you would use it is you can use it in just monthly increments or whatever. Um, I use a spreadsheet, a Google spreadsheet. What I, the way I do it is I keep in mind my target audience, that specific avatar that I'm working with for particular pieces of content. So let's say I'm going to write content about uh, that's geared for um, people looking for a romantic getaway. Um, I, I work with a lot of owners who have little romantic stays. They're fun. So you just, you know, you do this research, the, the answer the public or Pinterest or whatever, and you find the topics that people are interested in, in knowing about or that they're, they're reading about and make your list in your editorial calendar of, or, you know, what all topics are you going to write about? And then if you already have a piece of content that's been created, whether that's an, a blog post that you've written or 
you know, go back and look through your Facebook posts and see if you already have something and put that in the calendar, you know, a little bit of information in a column that's just, you know, content already created. And then you have another column that is content that needs to be created. And then you just, you know, brainstorm, sit down for an hour and think, like you said, you, you were thinking about podcast episodes for Cottage Country, just sit down and think, you know, what can I write about and let your mind flow. Don't just think about your destination. Think about what you would want to know if you were going on a romantic getaway to, to somewhere new, and then just start writing, writing as much down as you can. And then the next step would be um, in the next column is where I put imagery. What imagery do you have that can go, you know, whether it goes with that particular article or something completely different? What imagery do you have and what imagery can you get? Like what photos can you take? What videos could you produce? You know, and by produce, I mean, grab your phone and take a picture. I don't mean call in a production company and do a, a, a photo shoot. You know, think about the you know, the balcony with the sunset and the glasses of wine by the pool and, you know, all of those little different images that you can create. And now that you have this spreadsheet, this editorial calendar, then you can go in and decide how much time do you have? Do you have two hours a month? Okay. If you have two hours a month, pick a topic that you just wrote down in your list and write something about it. I use multiple different tools to help me write. They're called AIs. AI writing tools. There's one called Jarvis. Um, there's another one that I forget the name of right off the top of my head, but they're inexpensive. Jarvis is pretty expensive, but what they do is you just throw in your information and it spits out content. I don't know. Have you seen any of these? I, I have. I have seen some of them. Yeah, and and I I do know that you know, that they're they're super useful as long as they're just used as a framework and a framework. Yes. <laughs> Well, they are used as a framework, but I've written an entire blog post for a client. Um, you know, I do a little bit of destination research and then I can throw in some sentences and come up with something that's good enough for them to look at and, and make it a little bit fresh and, yeah. and add it to their. So it's definitely a tool that you should should look at. But so then now let's say you have for, you know, January, you have your your two articles fleshed out that you're going to write. And then you the rest of your content is just regurgitating, like I said, that content that you've already got in your calendar. So, um, and I'm a big proponent of using Creator Studio for Facebook and Instagram posts. So that Creator Studio is a, is there, it's a Facebook product that's free to use to set up posts in advance. And again, sit down for an hour and set up, you know, you can set up, let's say you wrote an article about, you know, what to pack. You can set up one post a month on Instagram and one post a month on Facebook about what to pack, share a different image with every single post. And in an hour, you've got a month, uh, one post a month for the next year, you know, and it sounds daunting possibly, but it's really just about a rhythm and getting into the rhythm of it. Yeah. It's uh, I'm glad you mentioned the sort of magazines and that's where this editorial calendar came from. Because, you know, if, if, you, if you look at some of those magazines, if you look at their editorial calendars for the spring, it's all spring focused. If you look, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe, you know, maybe in the summer it might, or in the fall, it might be Christmas focused, you know. So, so thinking about how, where, what people are looking for at different times of the year. And we do this within 
our property management company. You know, we're thinking ahead all the time. At the moment, we're starting to think about putting out posts on boat rentals because people are thinking towards the summer. As we get into the summer, we'll look at, um, you know, Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. you're making sure your editorial calendar is is focusing on what people will be looking for at the time it is published. Right. That is so true. A lot of people do make the mistake of only marketing for the time they're in. If they have open bookings Mm -hmm. or not marketing for the time they're in, not marketing at all, if they don't have any availability. Yeah. Because they don't think, but you should always be marketing ahead. You know, over half of your content should be marketing ahead of the season. If you have availability, then of course you want to market that availability as well, but definitely think ahead. And you, and you should know the lead time for bookings yes. in your market. You know, we, we know in, in our business that the lead time for booking a large property, you know, for the summer, you've got to get something out in September to actually capture those people who are looking for those large properties in the following year. Right. Right, because that's when they are knowing. They they know they have to look that far in advance. That's right. So, yeah, really important that you think about, again, go back to your avatar. How early do they book? What sort of lead time are they taking between booking and arrival? Now, are you doing, what about last minute? Of course, you do, every so often you do a last minute, some last minute content. That, That whole thing about 10 tips on booking a last minute vacation. And you, right. you put that out two weeks before you want people to uh, to arrive. So so it's really important to have that in mind. You know, if I, if I use this particular piece of content, what is it targeting? What time it is? Ta- what time is it targeting? As well as who is it targeting? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's um, and again, it seems like it's daunting and overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. It just has to be strategically. You just have to really think about it. Yeah, great, absolutely strategic. Is, is what this is all about. Okay, we think of marketing as the stuff we do online, but there's a lot of offline marketing. You know, I, I remember the signs on the lawn for rent, mm-hmm. the for rent signs on the lawn, and that's how people would, would find their, their places for the summer, or they'd go to a catalogue, which, which probably you, you're not going to find the old printed catalogue anymore, but there's other ways of marketing offline. What do you hear from your clients as to, or what do you, advise your clients about offline marketing? Well, offline marketing, I think is, it's funny because it's so underutilized now when for a long time, it was the online marketing that was underutilized as people were trying to stick to those older strategies. But, you know, one of the best uh, forms of marketing for any of my clients that I've ever worked with was my very first client in, um, I think 2016 is when we built his website for him. But I just noticed the other day, because he's he's here local to me, that he still has a rack card that I created for him five years ago. He still has it as, at the local visitor center. Yeah. Now, it's been updated with his newer properties. He has about eight. But uh, if your visitor center has a rack card and you're in a destination where you can get last minute bookings or where people come frequently, you know, where they can, you know, they're they're here one weekend, they grab the rack card mm-hmm. for your property, but because they're going to be back in a month or six months or whatever, then rack cards are great. I always recommend having 
get that QR code um, sticker if you can on rack cards now, any piece of print material. A QR code is the little circle code that you can take a picture of and it directs you to a website. So I recommend getting that. Um, you can reach out to me if you don't know how to do that because I have a video on my website somewhere about Q- how to get a QR code off of Canva. But anyway, there's, let's see. I, I love, I'm just stopping you a second because you mentioned rack cards and, you know, that there is a reason that there's, there's destination marketing organizations and tourism offices because people visit them. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're full. Every time I go to one, they're full of people in their pe- I mean, I do that. I pick up rack cards all day long when I go to a hotel in a new area. I'm like, oh, what is there to do? How many zoos can I find in one day? You know, I mean, it's just it's so much fun. But that's, um, you know, definitely rack cards or even little mini brochures. I'm trying. You can advertise locally, um, you know, if you have a um So I just did this a a while back. Our local newspaper did a um, best of, you know, who was the best vacation rental in the area. And one of my clients won it. Um, And so we did a big ad for the for the newspaper. Well, people do pick up newspapers still. Yeah. Um, So, you know, anything that you can do to get your information out there is just really I mean, if, if you're big enough, if you're a property management company, why not put a billboard up? You know, there's one, um, I live right off of 35 in Texas and there's uh, Port Aransas is the nearest beach town to me and it's pretty much straight shot south. And there are within probably five miles of my house, there are two billboards. One is about Corpus Christi and one is about a vacation rental company in Port Aransas, Texas. Mm-hmm. So definite, and they have the QR code. So as I'm driving past, I can just stick up my camera, my phone and take a picture. And suddenly there are vacation rentals on my phone. So that's a that's great. Now, that's expensive. I'm not say, suggesting that everybody can go out and afford that. But a property management company could could possibly afford to do something like that. Yeah, I love I love the idea of QR codes and um, I'll make you we'll have a link to your website on the show notes so people could go there and once you've found your video <laughs> on how to create it or maybe so so when we do I, and i think that would be a great topic in fact for for one of our our shorter sessions that we're going to be doing on marketing i think uh, you know as we're talking realizing that there is so much there's just so much here that we can tease out and we can do separate you know separate discussions on on different things so uh we will we will get together after this um, episode and and discuss that a bit more. Make sure we've got just a rash of content for people to come, yeah, come and collect for sure. Because there's a lot. I mean, I know between the two of us, we have so much. Yeah. Well, talking about that. Yes. <laughs> and as we're coming up to the end of uh, of this episode, uh, I don't want to leave without talking about what you and I are are up to. And, and I'll sort of introduce it by going back two years ago or going back two and a half years ago where I heard from so many people that they were starting a property management company or they were you know, getting very professionally involved in, in their ownership of a property and they could not find a single comprehensive way of learning absolutely everything about the business. So... I decided at that time, having been a property manager for 18 years then, 17, 18 years, 
that I had enough information to create a course. And I called it PM Pro, Property Management Professional. And I built this wonderful, wonderful course, talked to so many people. We did case studies and it was all ready for launch in February of 2020. <laughs> and guess what happened? <laughs> it was a, a, little thing, a little thing called a pandemic came along um, just about at the time it was about to launch. And people's attention was diverted away from anything but their safety, their family's safety. What are we going to do? I know I was down in Texas at that time. Uh And I know that because you and I had met up, we'd been for lunch Uh um, a couple of weeks earlier. And, and then this happened and we realized that we had to pack up the trailer. We had to get home. And I've got to remember that Jody. It was like, Oh my gosh, I've got to get, I've got to get home. You've got to get the heck out of Texas. I know. Well, we made it from Texas to Ontario with two night stops. Wow. Um, we just drove and drove and because people say, Oh, they're going to close the borders. They won't let you in. You won't let you back in. Of course that was totally ridiculous, but you know, I think there, there was a, there was a, feeling of panic. Um, it was panic there. The numbers were rising. Nobody, you know, there was no vaccine. Nobody knew what was going to happen. But anyway, so that's a little background to say I had this course done and, and I thought it was the best thing ever and it didn't go anywhere. So it sort of sat on the back burner for two years. And then Jody and I have been talking over the past couple of months and Within this course that I'd done two years ago, Jody was going to do the marketing section. She was my expert on marketing. And then over the last two years, and I've, I've, as I've talked to you more and more, realized that you're just, you know, you, you don't just do marketing. You know so much more about this business too. We've met up at, um, at some different events. We've got chatting and we decided, so long and the short of it, Jody and I are going into partnership to create a new program. And Yay! It's, um, it's, I can't remember the name of it now. It's business school. It's a vacation, vacation rental business school. Vacation rental business school. And we will be launching our program in the fall, but we are currently looking for people who would be interested in taking part in a, in a beta group. Um, will obviously be a cost involved with this, but it won't be anywhere. Um, it, you know, it will be big discounted. I'm, I'm sure there's a word for that. It will be discounted obviously. So that, uh, and of course you'd have access. So once the course is fully released, you get access to it, but that's, our, that's our initial, that's our initial thoughts. We just want to hear from interested people. Over and it's for you. people, it's for people, not just own, not just property managers. So that's one of the things, um, that um, I think is really important about this course is it's for the property managers, of course, because that that is that's um, Heather's passion and where her experience is. But of course, there's lots and lots and lots of owners who want to professionalize. They want to add those systems and those um, that level of service that's a little beyond just you know the um, people who have a couple of Airbnbs and. So what this course is going to do is have have the tools for both, whether you are, you know, we're, we're calling them tracks 
So basically everybody goes through one main track and then kind of diverts into where they see themselves fitting best, whether that's as a property management company or as an individual owner with, you know, who's wanting to add those professional tools and systems. So um, I work with a lot of own, I have, you know, lots and lots of clients who have five to 10 properties that they own themselves, uh, which is the same as basically the same as a small property management company. So um, having those tools and systems and the marketing in place, um, you know, we're really excited and, and can't wait to hear, you know, suggestions. So y'all email and let us know if there's something that you've maybe seen in a course or taken in a course that wasn't there that you thought would be or that you think would be helpful. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be covering, it's, it's going to be end to end uncovering just about everything you could ever imagine you wanted to know about this business from bookkeeping. I won't be doing that bookkeeping side of it, but you know, I won't be either. (laughs) Yeah. um, We'll have to get someone to help with the bookkeeping. Yeah. um, So obviously marketing, operations, safety, security, the legal Best experience. Yeah, the legal aspects, branding your business, um, websites, growing your dream team. Oh, everything. It's going to be so comprehensive. Um, it's actually been a little daunting as we've put it together over the last few weeks or few a couple of months um, as far as because we're both Heather and I are both we're such kind of giving people of our of our knowledge that we've acquired. And so we want to give it all. <laughs> so we we're sometimes having to, to pull ourselves back a little bit um, and say, well, we can't have an entire course over this part of it in in this course, but we're going to offer, I mean, there's going to be bonuses. So lots of exciting, exciting stuff. I'm, I'm super excited about it. And all the resources too. So, the, oh, yeah. you know, you so checklists and guides and everything. So I don't want anybody coming into, into doing this course and then going away and thinking that was, that there was stuff left out. Oh no, not at all. That I don't either. I want them to, I want you to, I want our people to come into this course and, and for one thing, they'll have access to it, you know, for as long as, as they can, they, they want, but I want them to leave thinking there's nowhere better I could have gone to get this information. And the other thing is, is that, you know, if you're out there thinking, I don't, you know, I know a lot of this already, but I just want to know more about owner acquisition and retention. So we are creating it so that we can pull out separate modules and and we'll we will be marketing and selling them separately so um so that that's sort of the initial announcement um yay we hadn't really planned how we were going to do this so (laughs) So. mike mike it on to us once he hears this So, you know, we'd, we'd love your questions. If you've got questions, um, then you can email heather at vacationrentalformula.com to start with, and then we will be a separate email address. For eventually. Eventually, yeah. Um, so if you've got questions, yeah, m- email me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com. Uh, we're already organizing to get talking to some people who are interested in, in joining the beta group. So we want to talk to you first. Um, and make sure that this is a good fit for you, of course. Okay, that's, um, York. I can't believe we're coming up on an hour. Wow. I know. This is how our conversations go. We start, Oops. We always start off with dogs. 
<laughs> dogs and the weather and then get into the meat of it. But um, Bill has some editing to do. <laughs> just a little. Yeah, you should take it take off ten minutes or so. Okay, Jody, as ever, absolutely fantastic to have you here. I'm gonna make sure a link to your website is on the show notes because you, you do give away that um uh the avatar material. So if anybody's interested in that, they can go over and uh, and take a look at that. So uh, that's about it. And we will we will be back with you together uh, a little bit more often, as I said, just working out the kinks of that and making sure that, that, uh, that that's going to, to go well. And uh, you'll hear more about that shortly. Jody, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a great discussion with Jody. Yeah, we could talk for hours on marketing, as well as dogs, of course. So I'm just going to wrap this up really, really quickly. If you're interested in the course and what we're doing, you can sign up for our wait list. Just go to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school. That's B-I-Z-S-C-H-O-O-L vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed my chat with, uh, with Jody as ever. Uh, we work really well together. We're also very, very alike within the course. You will do Myers-Briggs type indicator questionnaire. Um, I love MBTI. It's something I've, I've used for years and years and years. And some of you may have already done it. If not, it's really insightful. I am an INFP as so is Jody. So we both we are completely alike in our personality styles and it it does cause some issues with us as business people and as entrepreneurs and that's something that's going to come out in the course, you know, how your personality style defines you as an entrepreneur and how you can use the strengths and uh tackle the weaknesses uh within that personality type. So you know, that, that's, that's something that will be within the course and you're going to learn about. But anyway, I'm going to wrap it up now because I've gone over the hour and something I don't normally do. So I will leave you with um, a final word from our sponsor, Beyond, and I will see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by Beyond. For more information and to connect with Beyond team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash beyond or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you and I look forward to being with you again next week.